everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Wednesday, April 27th, 2022. And well, you know what that time, what time it is. That's right. It is time to break down the latest episode of Marvel Studios Moon Knight. That's right. Episode five we are chatting about today. The episode entitled Asylum. So of course, if you have not seen the episode yet, do yourself a favor, stop the podcast, come on back. I'm breaking it all down and this is filled with spoilers. So uh, if you don't, you don't want anything spoiled, right? You don't want to know. So if you haven't watched it yet, come back after you've seen it. So let's jump in here. And hey, last week's episode really left on a hell of a cliffhanger, right? We had this uh, total shift in the, essentially the series, right? Kind of in the last 10, 10 to 15 minutes of that episode where he literally is in a uh, mental institution in some sort of asylum. <clears throat> we start to see all the things kind of around him that are very reminiscent of the things that are kind of within um, the show, you know, similar actors in that, um, different objects, things like that, all within the asylum. So it really had us question whether or not um, this was actually the reality and everything else was fake. And then, of course, it ended up with this giant hippo, Egyptian hippo god thing that <laughs> kind of ran into, uh, that him and uh, Mark and Steven kind of ran into. Well, it kind of picks up right where uh, it left off. And we learned that this creature is Tauret, I think was the name. It's T-A-W-E-R-E-T, Tauret, um, who essentially is the one who captains a ship that kind of brings... Um, in the Egyptian mythology, brings those who have passed away to their final destination, um, to this field essentially where they can just live in peace. Now, there are some scales that balance that. And if you are not in balance or things are off, you're going to be unable to do that. And you essentially have to leave the ship and uh, go down and live with the, uh, the sand people. And we're not talking Star Wars sand people. These are people literally made out of sand, kind of like Spider-Man's sand man. That we'll, we'll get to those guys here in a little bit. Um, but uh, through all that, we start getting flashbacks and we really learn the origin of not only Moon Knight, who we, I, I kind of assumed we were going to get that this week. I mean, we had to get it at some point and, you know, I didn't think they would spend really the last episode doing that. <clears throat> so we do get that uh, glimpse of Mark dying at the foot of the Kanchu statue and Kanchu reaching out to him saying, I need you to be my vengeance, you know, be my fist uh, to protect those who travel in the night. Um, we got that whole exposition. We learned, you know, Stephen and Mark, well, I mean, Mark knew, but like Stephen officially learning that it was um, uh, him who, you know, he the truth was there that he was there when Layla's father was killed and he tried to protect him, but he himself was almost killed. Um, and we got that awesome moment of him becoming Moon Knight when his eyes kind of flashed white, right? And he became um, the guardian of the night that we know uh, th that he is, that kind of the superhero. But the one thing we didn't know was really the origin of Steven. And when it comes to multiple personalities for people, I mean, a lot of times people just think it may just kind of come out of nowhere, but a lot of times there's some sort of event or impetus in their life that causes it. And in this case, obviously it was the trauma that we saw kind of, I think it actually was straight from the beginning. This might have even been before the asylum, was it? <clears throat> I can't remember if that was before or after the very beginning. 
Uh, when they're screaming at the hippo, I think it might have been right before that, actually. We kind of got a little glimpse of them. Um, but we learned that Mark and his brother uh, were playing, and they were going to go to a cave, and their mom always told them not to do it. Mark urged his brother to go. They end up going, and it starts raining. The water rises, and his brother dies. Through the rest of his life, his mother blames him to the point where we learn that she's an abusive parent. She wouldn't even, you know, celebrate his birthday with him. And even so much so that we even get to the point where we see what is not only mental child abuse, but physical child abuse. We don't see it, but we hear it. Um, we see her coming into the room with a belt. And it's at that moment, that, that moment where he's not letting her in, he's trying to quickly clean his room, that we see that literal break, that mental break where he snaps and becomes Stephen Grant. And he says, you know, I basically made you so you wouldn't have to see, basically blocked Mark from having to see it all or Steve, you know, just basically stopped them from having to know the truth. And, um, you know, we see the poster on the wall for the movie that he liked so much of Dr. Stephen Grant. Uh, him and his brother even mention it, you know, they, that's who they want to be when they go into the, the cave. So it was something that was very um, close to him. Um, but, you know, that, that was basically the persona that he took on to shove everything out of his mind. And that's essentially that trauma is what led to him kind of having that split personality. Now, all of that then led him to leaving the house because of the abuse of his mom. He didn't want to have to deal with, I guess, her abuse anymore. So when he got old enough, he left the father pleading with him not to leave. And then he goes off and joins and becomes the mercenary. And, you know, at one point they go into a room where, we see all these people and it's all the people that he's killed right through all these years as people that he was hired. And, and he, you know, Steven says like, this isn't the really like <laughs> all these people. And he's just like, they were bad people. You know, they, they, they had a history and they essentially deserved to die. Now, the question there is, were these people before or after he was Moon Knight? And, and really in the end, he did the same thing. And I think that's that was one of the key things that I noticed when he was on the, the steps. I, I can't remember now, because again, I watched it this morning, but he, he basically says like, I'm just gonna be doing the same thing I was doing. You know, I was already a hired gun, already a hired mercenary going out and, and exacting vengeance. I'm on my deathbed here. Why not? Let's, let's, let's do it. Let's keep continuing it on. And um, that's what he does with the power of, of uh, Khonshu and, and becoming Moon Knight. Um, I thought that was kind of neat, you know, to, to say like, you know, Steven may look at Mark and, and Moon Knight as a violent person and, and you know, being uh, a murderer himself. But in the end, it's kind of what he always was, right? Like, yeah, he wasn't doing it just to kill anybody. Like there was always a justification for it. Um, and so that's where I'm really kind of wondering where does he go after this series? Like I, I'm still... Are we going to see that? I mean, I kind of mentioned earlier when we're seeing all those Egyptian gods kind of come in, are we going to see him kind of become a part of the Eternals to some extent? But um, when I think of Moon Knight, and again, I'm not a big reader of Moon Knight. I don't know all the history, the lore. I mean, I've, I've read comics with him in it um, and, you know, know him just kind of in passing through just being a Marvel fan. Um, but I don't know if he really gets into the big, I don't want to say cosmic and because, you know, the Eternals are also dealing with, you know, deities and then I guess you can consider that cosmic. Um, but I'm really interested to see kind of where he's going to fit in because I think of him often as being in the city, literally like Anshu says, the, the travelers of the night, 
protect them. You know, that's that's who Moon Knight is. That's his job. <laughs> that's kind of what I want to know if that's where he's going to fit it. And then who does he fit in with at that point? Is it Daredevil? Like, do we bring in a Daredevil? Is it Falcon Winter Soldier at that? You know, I, I don't know. Um, it's going to be interesting to see kind of where his story goes. Um, the other thing I mentioned, the Sam people. Now, that was this was really kind of, I don't want to say the shocking part, and I, I really don't think it'll be the last we'll see of him, um, but I could I could see them doing it because it would be kind of a fitting in for him, is um, we had the quote-unquote death of Stephen Grant, right? We, we see them fighting the sand people monsters, which was crazy. Every time they punch them, their face is falling off, but it was just sand falling off the face. Um, and I love that Stephen now, after knowing the truth and knowing everything, is able to... Um, stand up and do have the courage to be like Mark. And I thought that was kind of awesome that he kind of, it was kind of like a full circle type deal. And, um, he's like, you know, if you can do it, I can do it too. Cause I'm you basically. And, and he's able to take out a couple of the people, but in doing so he falls off the side. Now that balanced the scales though. Um, which here's the thing, right? We, we still know there's that third potentially that third personality and that third sarcophagus that was moving at the end of the last episode. I'm still going to stick by the fact that I think it is literally a piece of Khonshu and just the persona of Moon Knight is what that third thing is. That I think somehow Khonshu, because Mark was such a broken person, Khonshu was able to find a way to keep a piece of him within Mark Spector. And in doing so, you know, is Mark's going to be able to tap into that. And he doesn't need, Conchu doesn't need to be free um, for him to be able to do that. And I think the scales are balanced because now, because previously you had Mark, you had Steven, and then you had Moon Knight, right? You had three people and the scales weren't balanced. You had two on one side, one on another. Now that Steven's gone, it balances the scale out and you have Mark and you have Moon Knight. And there we go. That's kind of where it's all going to kind of settle in. And I think that's where that balance uh, ultimately is going to lie. So um, pretty deep episode, pretty heavy, you know, and some of the things I haven't watched with the family yet, actually, we're, I'm recording this now and we're going to go watch it here in a little bit. And um, I'm very interested to see kind of how that goes, you know, what, how my, what my kids are going to think. I think my daughter, <laughs> there's going to be a lot there. She's just going to be like, what? So um, it's going to be interesting to see, but um Next week now, I'm like really pumped for this finale uh, because as far as we can tell now, it seems like Harold might be achieving some of his goal because we start seeing these soul, these souls of people falling down um, from the sky, which is pretty interesting. So um, we're going to have to see if, if he's already now kind of, if Ahmet is on the return and kind of on the way back. So I'm interested to see kind of what's, what's in store for us for next week. But um, overall, another great episode. And um, it's really, what sucks is it's kind of really hitting its stride now. And next week is the end. But next week we have Doctor Strange. Then we take a couple weeks off and then we're back with Obi-Wan. So um, that's pretty awesome. So, all right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for me here today. Um, let me know your thoughts. I'd love to know what you think of this episode of episode five. And where do you think it's going? And where, the big question for me really still, and, and I would love to know your thoughts on this. What is... Moon Knight's role going to be in the greater MCU from here on out. Are we just going to get these little, maybe another series of Moon Knight 2, or is he going to join up somewhere um, in another film? Like what film is he going to pop up in? Let me know your thoughts because I would love to know what you think. Um, and other than that, don't forget, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And of course, you can always email the show 
at theenthuselife at gmail.com. I'll be back this Friday. We're going to be talking about um, Diablo Immortal. Some big news about that. That's got me pretty stoked that I think a lot of you out there should be pretty excited about. And I don't know you're probably thinking, if you don't know the news, you're probably like, Diablo Immortal, isn't that the Diablo where, hey, everybody has a phone. Yes, it's that Diablo, but there's been some exciting stuff kind of announced about that. And talking about my impressions with Overwatch 2. I did get into the beta for Overwatch 2, so I'm going to be hopefully playing that. I actually played one match here uh, as soon as I got home from work and then uh, hopefully get some more in tomorrow and Friday morning, and I'll be able to talk to you guys Friday about that. So until then, everybody, have a great rest of your couple days here, and I'll catch you next time.